What is good, everybody? Good morning and happy Friday to all of you, man. Happy Friday. Uh, I hope all of you guys are doing well. Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. As usual, today I'm going to be your host. My name is Caleb, and I love basketball, and I know you guys probably do too. So I, I appreciate you guys being here, tuning in, and uh Let's do what we do best, man. Let's talk about some basketball and see if we can find some angles to make some money today, man. Uh, But first, as usual, we got to recap how yesterday went down. Um, One in one day, right? So you can't be too upset. But, oh, man, I really wanted that 2-0 day. And I felt really, really, you know, after most of the day not liking anything, um... You know, we, we, we got down to it, and there were some plays that turned up that I really liked. So uh, the first play of the day that cashed pretty easily was Max Struess, 22.5 points, rebounds, and assists. That really made no sense to me. That line made no sense to me. It was 27.5 the game before. The only real difference was that Bam was back. Yes, that takes some shots away. But Struess, um, when Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry are out, and you, you, you want to throw in Caleb Martin too, I mean, Struess plays damn near the whole the whole damn game. Um, so really all he has to do is just not shoot it terribly. He's going to run into rebounds. He's going to run into assists and we cash that at the end of the third quarter. Uh, the other play that I was on was the Blazers plus one and a half. Um, and obviously I give a, a short, short enough reasoning, uh, when I post the play on Twitter, um, obviously I go a little bit more in depth on the pod, but I wasn't even expecting Dame to play. Um, and so without Dame, the line was holding steady at three and I felt like, Hey, that's fair. Um, when Dame got ruled in and the line was one and a half, I was like, all right, I'm coming in on the Blazers. Um, to me, Cavs are about three points better than the Blazers, uh, when Dame's there. Um, so I would have that as a straight pick them. There's some slight ish value on the Blazers, uh, in my eyes last night. And that's just a, a frustrating L man, because, um, in terms of why I like the Blazers, they're struggling right now, right? There, there's no, you know if ands or butts about it, they, they're struggling right now. But you know that team with Dame, uh, with Chauncey at the helm, Nurk, Hart, Anthony, Jeremy. You Look, I, I don't think they're an elite team by any means, um, but they're not going to be this bad the rest of the year. They're going to come out of it. And I'll, honestly, I'll, I'll probably be on them against the Mavs tomorrow as, as long as the line isn't, you know, ridiculous. Um, and it was looking really good, right? Like, it, it's scary to fade the, fade the Cavs. The Cavs are a good basketball team, um, and they were off of a loss. Um, but I, I thought the Blazers were going to grind that one out and they were really at a basketball game, uh, at seven. So I, I really didn't get to, I checked it. At, I can't even lie. Halftime. I, I pulled out my phone and checked real quick. Um, but it, it seemed like the Blazers were in control for most of that game. Uh, they were up at the end of the first, up at half, up at the end of the third. Um, and then of course, right. I finished my game. I'm driving, uh, my girlfriend is driving me home. Uh, I'm on game cash. I'm just refresh, refresh. And uh, the cows pull away late, man. So it happens, man. It's a it's a part of betting. You can never get too high or too low. You got to continue to play it solid. But I'd I play that every time, man. I, I really do think if you play that out, that scenario out 10 times, I do think the Blazers get home there uh, six to seven, you know, out of those 10 times. And, and obviously we were just on the wrong side of of it. But it's been tough. I've had some really tough uh spreads lately and, and i feel like the Cavs have just done me dirty the other day uh i think it was monday i or it might have been sunday i had the Cavs minus two and a half in utah they're up five with three minutes 
two and a half, three minutes left, and they couldn't close that out. And then I'm fading them. I have, you know, Blazers plus one and a half. Um, and they're up, I think, seven with like eight minutes left, right? Which obviously I didn't feel comfortable there, but you know, you still feel somewhat good. And then, of course, the Cavs get it done. I remember I had the Cavs, uh, in sack, I think, or, or no, it was in, it was in LA. And they're up like 13 going in the fourth. And then they lost that one too. So it's brutal. You're going to get some brutal beats. But also um, throughout the year, we'll get some um, some wins that, you know, we pull out of our ass too. So it evens out uh, one and one on the evening. And that's going to also bring us on the year to 126 and 119 down a little over two units because of the juice. Um and the grind, I mean, the grind continues, guys. I still feel good about how we're seeing the slate. Um, and I know that I know the uh, the wins will come when they come, man. Without further ado, though, let's uh, let's break this thing down because um, we got a fun little slate here today. Um, and there's lots to talk about. So let's get into the first game of the day. The Atlanta Hawks are, ho- are, are headed into uh, Indiana today. Uh, Trey Young missed the last game because he was sick. Um, the Hawks played a grinder of a game against the Milwaukee Bucks where uh, first half they got dominated. I think they were down 18 to 20. Um, and then they made a second half push, uh, made it competitive. Ultimately, the Bucks pulled away. Um, but it was probably good for their morale to at least come back and, and make it a competitive game late. Um, on the Pacers side, this is it's really interesting because um, I don't know that Halley's missed a game this year. He may have missed one or two. Um, let me let me check. Let's 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 do that real quick. Tyrese Halliburton. Sorry, instead of pausing, and uh, I'm just I'm gonna just do it all live on air. The Pacers are 23 and 19. So if I'm doing my math correctly, one 22 and 20. That's 42 games. And Tyrese Halliburton has played 40 games. Okay. So he's missed two games. Let me see the games that he missed. Pacers game without Tyrese. Stat Muse. Stat Muse is great. Stat Muse is wonderful. Um, okay, but it is, is not coming up. Pacers, let's go Pacers record without Hella Burton this year. They're one and one. Oh, I do actually remember that. Um, okay, let's, let's go to it. Oh, oh my God, guys. It's Andrew Nemhard season. Uh, okay, so th- I remember it now. They, they played two games. They went into Portland, and Andrew Nemhard had 16-6-8. Granted, uh, TJ McConnell was out for these games, I believe. Uh, but Nemhard had 31-8-13 against the Warriors. I remember that. That was the most ridiculous game. And then 16-6-8. and um, So, and granted, again, like I said, that was without... TJ McConnell, who is back. So you can't, you know, Nemhard played, you know, however many minutes today. But I 
there's a good chance that I will be on Nemhard's PRA at whatever it um, ends up coming out at. I would set it at like legit 28, 27 and a half, 28 and a half. I would say. Uh, let me check Action Network to see if maybe they have it up. My book doesn't have it out yet because I think they're still, you know, kind of figuring out what the fuck do we set it at. Um, let me see. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Okay. They have Buddy Healed and Turner out, but they don't have um, Nemhard out. I also don't think Buddy Healed's a bad look. He had 22, 11, and 3 against the Blazers um, w- without Halliburton. Um, and then 17, 9, and 5 against the Warriors without him. So, um, anytime you get a, I mean, anytime you get a star player, a, the highest usage player on a team out, um, obviously the books are going to adjust, but there's, there's pockets of gap there. There's gaps of value. If you can find it and you can be more in tune to the rotation and the idiosyncrasies of a team than the books are. Um, and I think that is definitely a niche that we can be successful in and have been successful in, in the past. So I would really take a look, um, at Nemhard, maybe even TJ McConnell, and definitely Buddy Heald today. Um, that's going to be a way I look. 238.5 total with the Pacers down their best player, their highest usage player at home. With a 238.5 total, there's going to be room uh, there. So I, I think Heald and Nemhard, obviously, we're not going to blindly bet it. If they set Heald's PRA at you know 36.5, obviously, we're not going to bet it. If they sent Nemhard's PRA at 35.5, we're not going to bet it. But high 20s, we got to at least consider it. In terms of the spread, uh, this line implies about a five-point difference. Um, I think it came out at three, um, which was six, obviously. For those of you that don't know, we give home court anywhere from two and a half to three points um, to that team. And then uh, you adjust from there. So if a team, you think a team's five points better um, and they're on the road, they should be a two-point favorite. I, I think, again... It's tough. We only have two games of sample size, and it was a while ago. They went into um, Golden State and won, um, and then lost in Portland. Um, so I, I think it's a team that, without Halley, is going to have some good nights and some bad nights. And for me, I would say that the Hawks are about, honestly, four and a half-ish, five-ish points better. I'd probably lean the Pacers slightly, um, but I don't know that it's going to be enough to play it today. Um, let's keep it rolling. We have the New York Knicks going in the, into the nation's capital. Um, I lean, I lean the Knicks last night. It opened up, I believe at three and a half. Um, now the line's gotten to four and a half, which implies about a seven and a half point difference. Um, it's tough. We can't bet this game until we know the status of, of some key players for the wizards. Monty Morris, their starting point guard, questionable. Christoph Sporzingis, their starting power forward questionable daniel gafford their starting center questionable there's really no way that we can cap this way that cap this game in any meaningful way um when you have three of the five starting players obviously beal out still as well but three of the five starting projected players for the washington wizards straight up 50 50 um and i don't own any of those guys on my fantasy teams i'm not a wizards fan so i don't even really have like a lean in terms of oh i think they might play or oh i think they're probably sitting um, so for me, we got to just stay off this game. Um, if, if Zinger and Monte and, uh, Gafford are out, you can take a look at Kuz props. It's going to be high as hell. Um, but that's the way I'd look. Knicks are playing great basketball. If, if all those guys get ruled in and this line drops down to like two or three, um, 
I'd consider the Knicks, man. I would. They're playing good basketball. And I still don't think long-term it's sustainable in terms of the offense that they run. It's just really heavily reliant on Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson to create in isolation situations, right? Like Tibbs is not calling complex sets that get guys looks consistently. It's just like Jalen, Julius, Lefty Gang, RJ Barrett, Lefty Gang, uh, just please create and hope that you guys do enough offensively. But the defense is really good. The defense is locked in right now. Um, they're in a good rhythm. I would look the Knicks. And, and I don't hate the idea of grabbing the Knicks four and a half right now. And then Monty, KP, Daniel Gaffer out. This line shoots up to six or whatever it may go to. And you're chilling with a nice little four and a half ticket. Um, but I don't have personally. I'm I'm already gambling on the games, right? Like I don't want to gamble within the gamble. If that makes sense. All right. Next game, Pelicans and Pistons. Uh, Pistons six-point underdogs implies about a nine-point difference. Honestly, I know this isn't going to be popular, um, but I'd lean the Pistons here. But it's just really tough to bet Pistons game. And, and honestly, last last game against the – obviously, hindsight, you know, 2020, super easy to say this. But last game, I feel like it was the spot, right? When the Pistons – after they get a couple blowouts in, they eventually have a game where they just come out and they play good basketball. But they're just, you know, they're not a steady line. They're up and they're down and they're up and they're down and they're up. And they, and, and it's really hard to predict, especially with a young team like the Pistons, what version you're getting. Because more often than not, you're getting the down version. But there are going to be plenty of times throughout the season where you get a good version of the Pistons. Um, and I know we got the good version last game, so you could say, hey, they're going to go right back down. Um, but I don't think I'm comfortable enough uh, to do it. I will say, Najee Marshall has consistently had his line at 23 and a half, 24 and a half. He plays 35 minutes. Let me check what it's at. They got to have bumped it because the Pistons don't, they don't have a good defense. All right, they bumped it. Yeah, they bumped it. 25 and a half, juiced up to minus 143. I probably got to hold off there. Um, I don't hate Trey Murphy. I feel like he's been, especially if uh, Herb Jones sits tonight. Uh, how, how did Trey Murphy do last game? In Boston, right? Tough place to play. Dude. 15-6-1. Okay, Trey. I don't mind Trey Murphy points, rebounds, and assists at 17.5. Or if you just want to go points and, uh, and Herb sits tonight at 12.5, I think that's a decent buy low point. Um, total at 234, right? Obviously, CJ's the, the top guy. JV and Najee, honestly, is sliding in there, getting a ton of a ton of minutes. Herb is questionable. If Herb is ruled out, I do think Trey Murphy is is worth a, a look, honestly, um, at his at his points prop. Or if you want to just go points, rebounds, and assists. Points prop, 12.5. Points, rebounds, and assists at 17.5. Uh, points is probably the better way to go, um, I'd say. Um, but he, he does mix it in there with some boards. Yeah, I, I think maybe a slight lean to the Pistons here um, just because Detroit's off a, a win and the Pelicans are off a loss. You know they're going to come focused today and, and want to get this one. And, and Willie Green's a great coach. He, he has these guys ready uh, more often than not. So uh, Trey Murphy points and uh, Pelicans on the spread is, would be my leans. Um, but let's wait for Herb Jones news. Um, 
And honestly, you may be able to get the Pelicans at five and a half. I'm, I'm seeing five and a half in certain spots. All right, next game, uh, Warriors and Spurs. Warriors, eight and a half point favorites. This is a, so it's not a technical, technically a home game um, for the Spurs, but it is in San Antonio. So it's like more of a home game, I guess, for the Spurs. But it's it's kind of a dope. They're gonna set the record for most. Um, I think most fans for an NBA game. Uh, Alamo Dome holds sixty four thousand people. Uh, gonna be a dope opportunity for Stephen Clay today. I'm I'm really excited for that. Um, in terms of the spread, I I don't think I'm gonna play this one. Um, this would imply again about. I don't know if they're giving, you know, a point to the Spurs. Again, we talked about it, two and a half to three points for home court. It's it's obviously it's not home court for Spurs, but we go into the idea of like what is home court, right? And I think a lot of it is playing in your own arena, sleeping in your own bed, and having the fans. I think those are the three components of home court, right? Comfortability and familiarity with your home arena, sleeping in your own bed and at home, and then three, the fans. I think you have two of those three things still there for the Spurs, right? You sleep in your own bed, I'd assume. It's still in San Antonio. I don't know the, my geography super well, but I assume they didn't have to get a hotel for this game. Um, and I would assume that the Spurs have the majority of the fans there, but Warriors fans travel well, right? That's like a half. So maybe you give the Spurs a point, um, and this line is implying about a seven and a half point difference. The Warriors are going to turn this around eventually, and I would not be surprised if it's today. I would like the Warriors if the Spurs had been sucking, uh, but the Spurs have been playing good basketball all of a sudden, man. They've been, uh, again, what we're doing is this is a sports stock market, and right now um, the Spurs are playing well. well. We'll go look, and you look, you wouldn't really necessarily think that. You look at the box scores, right? In January, they're one and five. Uh, but let's go through them. First game of the month, January 2nd, they get waxed by 36 to the Nets. That's a bad performance, right? We'll, we'll just say that. Bad performance. But since that point, at New York, a red-hot Knicks team, 3.0. L. At home against the Pistons, win by 12. At home against the very good Boston Celtics, only lose by 5. Then a back-to-back roadie in Memphis, arguably the best home team in basketball right now, uh, 8.0 L but they were competitive and a six point out, obviously competitive. So the Spurs are playing good basketball, despite not having Devin Vassell and the Warriors are not the Warriors are not. Now, again, I do think at, at a certain point it's going to flip for both teams, right? It's just going to happen. The Spurs are eventually going to go on a stretch where they suck. It's, it's just going to happen. And the, the Warriors right now are going to go on a run where they dominate and they look really good. But as of right now, I don't have the balls to play the Warriors. It's still a lot of respect for the Warriors, given the situation right now. Um, so I am personally going to hold off on this one. Um, I could see it both ways. I, I really think both both sides have valid points. You could point to the Warriors saying, hey, they've lost three straight, right? 64K, they're going to put on a show for the world. Um, th- they're going to get right tonight. Um, and then on the Spurs side, you say, hey, Obviously, the Warriors are a better team, but the Spurs have been competitive in their last five games, consistently competitive in the last five games, not against poo-poo teams, but three of the hotter teams in the league right now in the Knicks, uh, Knicks, Grizzlies, and Celtics. You got to bring it if you're going to be competitive um, against 
any of those teams, let alone all three. So um, they should be ready to go today. I honestly, if I had to pick, I think I'd lean the Spurs, right? I don't think the Warriors just randomly snap out of this funk. Um, I think eight and a half is a lot uh, given it's still in San Antonio and the way they're playing. I think it's after talking about it, I think it's slightly into the Spurs. I don't know that I'm going to play it, uh, but that's the way I'm looking for sure. All right, let's uh, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. We're heading to – let's head out to Minnesota where the Timberwolves are a five-point let, – let me refresh because sometimes lines adjust as we're talking. Okay, yeah. Um, we're headed to the Timberwolves where the Timberwolves are four-and-a-half-point favorites today um, against the Phoenix Suns. I believe DeAndre Ayton should be good to go today. Um, and on the Timberwolves side, dude, I don't know what the hell's going on with Anthony Edwards. He's been, he's had a weird couple weeks. I think he's just a grinder, um, and a competitor, which I love. And he really wants to play, but it seems like the Timberwolves don't always, you know, are, are kind of trying to protect him because, um, last week he hurt his hip and immediately after the game, they were like, he's doubtful for next game. Uh, like right after the game. And then he suited up for it. And then last game against the Pistons, he left the game at halftime and they said, hey, he is not going to return. And then the Pistons came charging back and then the, then out of nowhere, I've actually never seen it before because they said, uh, Anthony Edwards, literally a report, will not return at half. And someone started for him. And then mid through the third, they said, oh, Anthony Edwards will return. And he just flew back in there. So clearly he's dealing with a hip issue. I think he'll probably try to gut it out. I don't think he's 100%. And I think if he, if it's up to the Timberwolves, I don't think they want him to play. I think he really wants to play. So I don't know who's going to win that battle. But if he does play, he's going to be hampered a little bit. On the other end, Kyle Anderson is also questionable. And Torian Prince is also questionable. So you you got D'Angelo Russell. You got Jaden McDaniels. You got Rudy Gobert. Uh, obviously, Cat is still out. On the Phoenix side, you're still down Book. You're still down Cam. You're still down Paul. You're still down other cam and you're still down Shamet. I think that leaves uh, a little bit of room for player props. So let's take a looky loo at that. Um, but in terms of the spread, this is a really tough game because one, you don't know what's up with Ant. Um, and you don't know what's up with Kyle Anderson, both somewhat, you know, Ant obviously a key piece. Kyle Anderson, I think a bigger piece than most would realize. Um, and on the Sun side, you're still down a ton of bodies. And of course, man, you look at the Suns' most recent games, it has been a bloodbath. And I feel bad for Monty Williams, but we can go back. They won a game in Memphis um, on December 27th. Since that point, they went into Washington, lost by 25, went into Toronto, lost by 9, went into New York, lost by 21, uh, into Cleveland, uh, actually competed, only lost by 2. Chris Paul down, goes down that game. Then they host the Heat, lose by 8, host the Cavs, lose by 14. Of course. Then we come in. I'm all so excited. Let's go Warriors. Take a minus 12. They go beat the Warriors by 12, and then they come back and lose to the Nuggets uh, by 29. So it's been bad more often than it's not. A lot more often than not. Um, right now, they only have two props up. Uh, Mikael Bridges, 24.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Since Chris Paul has gone down, let's take a look at Mikael's game. It's just tough because if they get blown out, you just risk him being pulled early. But but since Chris Paul went down, he had 15, 4, and 7. Um, that is 25. That's just cashing. He had 15, 2, and 3. That's not cashing. Then dubs, 26, 9, and 5. That cashes. And then last game, 7, 5, and 4. 
clearly, you know, doesn't cash. So if this is a competitive game, I think he gets there more often than not. But you just don't know. You, you just can't be confident that, that that's going to be the case. Um, Tory Craig, I think, is is interesting. Um, since that Cleveland game, he had 17, 9, and 1. Uh, his Sorry, his PRA is 17 and a half. So uh, that's 27, obviously cash. Cleveland at home, 5, 6, and 1, obviously not cash. Then 12, 14, and 1 obviously cash and then 16 and five um that's obviously cash so he's cashed it in four out of the five games without chris paul again this gets to a blowout it's tough we do get deandre ayton back tonight too so um really tough on the spread i would probably go with the timberwolves here today um but if ant is out and kyle anderson's out i don't know man i could see the suns fighting and and keeping this one close it's just a tough game for me all around i'm gonna stay off this one uh, most likely. Again, you never know how things progress throughout the day, but that's kind of how I see it now. Um, the next game is the Thunder and Bulls. This should be a really, really fun game um, and a lot to break down here. The Thunder are just not a team I want to ever fade. I will very, very rarely fade the Thunder. In fact, I actually did fade them once recently, and we cashed it. And I feel like I'm good off that, right? Like, I don't, I don't like fading this Thunder team. They're so well coached. They play super hard. They play the game the right way. They're always trying to get to the rim and then kick, rim and kick. They generate a ton of paint touches. They lead the league in drives per game. Uh, Again, best team against the spread this year. And they get an outright win last night as a 10-and-a-half-point dog um, in Philly, a very, very tough place to play. Um, They're going to Chicago today, and they are a a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Implies, to me, you know, that implies about a – if you're, you know, I, I give the Bulls a point for it being a back-to-back for the Thunder. Um, so it implies about a half-point difference between these two. Um, there's always, there always can be some funny business, but honestly, the Thunder haven't been that bad um, in terms of late rule-outs or resting too many guys on back-to-backs. Generally, these guys are giving it a go. Um, so um, I think this line is fair. The Bulls, I think, are going to their best basketball is yet to come. There's honestly a pretty good vibe around this team right now. Um, yes, DeMar's probably not going to play, um, but they're they're doing enough to win basketball games. Um, and I, again, like I said, there's just a overall a, a pretty good vibe around this team and, and how they're feeling. I think for me, the one thing I'd look at today is um, Zach Levine points now it's kind of square right when and a square bet is you know a bet that everyone else is on a bet where everyone's on it and you know the public's on it and they're just like oh this is free money and very there's no such thing as free money in this world there's no free money in this world man you got to work for everything so um it's a square bet you know and i know a lot of people look to it but like without Without DeMar, man, Levine takes a ridiculous amount of shots and plays a ridiculous amount of minutes. Last game against the Wizards, 40 minutes, 38 points, 28 shots. Obviously, he's got to shoot it well, too. And he's got a little bit of a hand thing. uh, But he's in a great rhythm right now, an absolutely great rhythm. Let's look at the combo stats, see what Vooch's PRA is at. Um, Burned us last game, but I do think he bounces back today. 35 and a half, kind of juicy. Uh, I'll probably pass, but I like Vooch. I think one of Levine and Vooch are, are, are killing their prop today. 
I would rather I, th- I think Levine's a little bit safer. Um, in terms of the spread, I think it's a very fair line. I'm I'm off of it. Um, I'd like maybe like the Thunder honestly if this wasn't a back to back, but it is a back to back to me. Um, Zach Levine is is the way to look, guys. Thirty eight points last game. Um, even before with with DeRozan, he's had some games that go over. Um, honestly, I'd set his over under on shots taken at like twenty five and a half. Um, and so even if he hits half of those, which obviously is a good game, makes thirteen shots. You know, combined with three pointers in the free throw line, even if he makes half of twenty six shots, and they're all twos. That's 26 points, and then you just need four free throws, right? Um, but he's going to knock down some threes. So, I, I honestly, it's really high at 29.5, but you can make a damn good argument that it should be at, you know, 32.5 or whatever. He's in a great rhythm, um, and it is his team. So, he can take however many shots he wants, um, and really anytime he's really anytime he's on the floor, he's a threat to take a shot, and – he should play minimum 36 minutes tonight, um, especially off a loss, right? This is a game that they're going to want to get. So um, I absolutely like that play a lot, and, and that is um, that is one way that I would look. Um, haven't locked it in yet, but very, very easily could uh, at the end of this pod. All right, three games left today, and this is the first game that I've locked spread-wise and really the only lo- uh, play I've locked so far, and that's the Magic uh, plus six. I'm seeing it five and a half in some spots, six in others. I luckily my book had six. Um, I have the Jazz power rated as a point better, uh, just a point better. So I would have this line at four. So six is obviously um, showing some value. Uh, for me, guys, this Magic team is just playing good basketball. They're above 500 since Markel Fultz has come back. And to me, he is the key. Um, obviously, Paolo gets a lot of shine and Franz gets a lot of shine, as they should. They're very promising young players. But um, they've always needed a point guard to kind of get everyone into their spots and make the team go and create for others and handle the ball and, and take the ball pressure um, and just allow other guys to just be in more of a scoring role. And that is exactly what Markel Fultz does. So um, he's really unlocked this team in my eyes. And, and like I said, they've been a 500 team since he's been back. Since Markel Fultz has been back, right, since that point, I honestly think that the Magic have had a better record than the Jazz. So uh, you look at the Jazz last couple home games, uh, two-point win against the Cavs. They were down five late, right? We actually had the Cavs in that game. Two-point L against the Kings and three-point L to the Heat. Um, So, I mean, there it is right there, you know? Like, last three games have been decided by three points. You look at the Magic, yes, they dropped a dud um, against... The Kings, right? Dud against the Kings, right? But the Kings came in really fired up. You look at their uh, road trip so far. They're on a Western road trip. Went into Golden State, one by 14. Went into Portland and one by three. Um, And then obviously that Kings game. But they're playing really good basketball to me. I could at most give them, uh, you know, the Jazz a one-point difference. I'm taking the Magic plus the six. It's sad because we did did pick and choose. I wish we had just rode it. Uh, Markel Fultz has just been cashing his points, rebounds, and assists, cashing it, cashing it every single night. They finally bumped it up to 23 and a half. It's also a good matchup today. I still don't hate it, man. Um, we look at this road trip. Obviously, he didn't get it against the Kings. He cashed it. Uh, he cashed, 20, cashed 21 and a half against the Kings, but wouldn't have cashed uh, 
23 and a half. He had, or would he have 18? He, okay, he finished on the dot with 23. So he wouldn't have cashed it, but they got blown out, right? Um, before that, 16, 5, and 7. That's uh, good for 28. Last game, 18, 3, and 7. That's good for 28. So I don't hate it at all. He's been shooting it really efficiently, and you probably can't count on him to continue to shoot it as efficiently as he's ha- as he's ha- as he has. Uh, but the Utah Jazz are a really good matchup. That's a point rebound assist prop that I'd be looking at. Um, he's been consistently around 27, 28. Good matchup. Uh, they've had two days off. Yes, he's been shooting it really well, and and you know he's not going to continue to shoot 80 percent from the field. Um, but I still think he can do enough to get to to that number. Um, and the great thing about him too in a PRA, I love PRAs with guys that um, contribute in multiple ways, right? It's not just like you have to rely on them for points or rebounds. You can get points with him. You can get rebounds with him. You can get assists with him. Uh, but spread is, is locked and absolutely loaded. Uh, last two games, Nuggets and Clippers. I like the Clippers today, man. I, I do. Um, Finally, you know, that last game against the Mavs was kind of the spot that I was shooting for with the Blazers where you've lost a bunch of home games. You've sucked, but you know the suck, like the sucking can't last forever. The sucking never lasts forever, right? Um, especially with a team like the Clippers that aren't a bad team. Yeah, they may not be playing elite basketball right now. Paul George is out. But the sucking can't last forever. And so today, um, you get another chance. I, I think this Nuggets team has smacked them up a couple times and you get some uh, a chance at revenge. Uh, Nikola Jokic is questionable for rest. And I think anytime that happens, you would lean more doubtful. Now, I don't know why they didn't just rule him out right away. Um, but uh, obviously, Nikola Jokic is the key to this team. Now, this is still a decent basketball team without him. Jamal Murray, MPJ, Bruce Brown, KCP, Jamal, uh, I already said him. Um, uh, Jamal Murray, KCP, Bruce Brown, MPJ. Um, there's still plenty of pieces there. But I don't know that they're a better team than the Clippers without their guy in Jokic. So I'd be taking a good hard look at two and a half. I honestly uh, probably lock that. I just – I always get a little bit scared, right? I don't want to gamble within the gamble. I'm already gambling on the game. I don't want to gamble before I'm even gambling on the game. Jokic is questionable. What I would hate is to hit Clippers minus two and a half. And then, oh, what do you know? Jokic decides, hey, I'm playing today. So – I kind of want to just wait till we get the official news and then hit it. Um, but, you know, uh, that always runs. It was two, right? So it, you're always running the risk that this line creeps up, creeps up, uh, and is three and a half before the news even comes out. And then, you know, I mean, those those points could easily come down to it tonight, right? It easily could come down to a two, three. Uh, so for me, Clippers lean, hard lean. Um, let's look at kind of what the situation is without yoke i think he's only missed one game this year and i remember it was against the knicks because we grabbed the knicks early um and we cashed that game i think they even won outright um let me check um what the stats were in that game i think it was november yeah november next one by three the nuggets had jamal murray he went for 21 9 and 6. um and Bones Highland was kind of the the other benefactor. So to me, it really would be just Jamal Murray. Yeah. So they only have <laughs> they only have Yoke listed. Terrence Mann's been hooping for this team since Paul George went down. Let's check. Let's check how Terrence Mann's been balling. 
uh, with no P. Terrence Mann last game, 12-5-1. 41 minutes for T-Man. 12-5-1. 18. That's 18. That doesn't get there. Uh, yeah, if you're playing it 41 minutes. Then game before, 14-7-8. Okay, that's getting there. Yeah, I, I just think there's too much risk with Terrence, man. He gets a lot of cardio in, and he might run into some boards and some points. But he's never a guy that you're going to offensively. He kind of has to run into his shit. So, uh it's low, and if you want to take a shot, I don't blame you. But um, for me, favorite play in this game is Clippers uh, minus the two and a half, and I doubt Yokes plays. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to here. Let's let's look up uh, Nuggets beat writer. Got a lot, honestly. There's there's some teams that they only have one. The Nuggets actually have a ton of really solid beat writers. Um. Okay, this beat writer literally just posted the injury report. No deeper perspective on it. Let's go to this man, Harrison Wind. Um, right wrist injury management. Questionable. TJ McBride. Let's go one last guy. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I mean, he's just questionable. No one's really providing any in-depth analysis around it. Um, I would guess he doesn't play, but, like, dude, it's it's Yoke. I, I would not be shocked at all if we say, oh, Yoke actually probable, and then you know, you don't you don't want to be holding a two and a half uh, eclipse two and a half ticket with Yoke playing. Um, so I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. And it, and if it bumps up to three and a half uh, before the news comes out, I'll just take the L and and miss out on it. But I, I want to make sure if I am playing it that I know that Nikola Jokic isn't playing. And then if Nikola Jokic isn't playing, Jamal Murray props look good too, depending on where they come out at. Okay, last game of the day: Rockets Kings. No interest in the spread. Um, and this is kind of the the problem with the Rockets because the Rockets, when they play, the, the Rockets, first off, are really talented. The talent is not in question. Jalen Green, KPJ, Alperin Sangoon, very talented. And they have some decent role players too. Tari Eason, KJ Martin, uh, you know, Jabari Smith. But the, the issue with the Rockets is they just run into too many moments where they're terrible. And they'll be really solid for a lot of the game. And the Kings... That Kings game is like the perfect. I mean, just look at the last two games. It's it's the it's absolutely the Rockets in a nutshell. Um, oh, let me pull it up. Last two games they had the Kings and the Timberwolves. In the Timberwolves game, they were up nine at the end of the first quarter, five at half, and five going into the fourth quarter. Mind you, they were a uh, I believe like a four or five point dog. So you're up five going into the fourth as a four or five point dog. You're feeling good. Timberwolves come back, win, win the fourth by 12, and they cover. Then you have the Kings, right? They are a nine point dog in this game. They are down five at half, up one going into the fourth. A Again, nine point dog. They are up 
one with 8.20 left in the game. 8.20 left in the game. And they lose by 20. They were up one with 8.20 left in the game. You're sitting there up one, 8.20 left in the game with a plus nine ticket, feeling really damn good. The Timberwolves, you're up going into the fourth quarter by five with a plus four ticket. Going into the fourth, feeling really damn good. But what happens in the fourth? When teams lock in, play it tighter, play it smarter, the Rockets aren't able to do it. So for me, I can't ever really bet the Rockets against any sort of good team because they may be good for a stretch of the game. And all it takes is one stretch where the Rockets suck. And then they're they're done. So if me for me, again, you you guys know it's really hard to bet on a team to beat a team twice within two days. Um, and that's what you got to do today. But to me, it's kings or nothing here. Yeah, the, the prop that I would look at is uh, Alperen Sengun assists, triple-double last game, 10 assists last game. Um, pro- only 12 and a half uh, potential assists, uh, but I'd look at four and a half uh, for me. But it's it's a little risky because, um, one, there's always blowout risk. And then Silas plays three centers for no, no apparent reason. He plays Usman and Bruno a couple minutes, too. Uh, when I really think Sen Alpi should be getting all the run in the damn world. But uh, that's where I'm at, guys. That's absolutely where I'm at. I, I think Sabo should eat today, but his points, rebounds, and assists is at 42 and a half. Um, yeah, last game he had 25-14 and 9. Uh, so that's that's about it, guys. For me, let's recap the whole thing. We've locked in Magic plus uh six um and then we have uh i i'm gonna be on nemhard and healed probably like as long as the lines aren't ridiculous i think the books are still processing trying to figure out what it should be at um but nemhard and buddy healed are by far the guys that stand to benefit the most uh looking at trey murphy um looking at levine points Looking at Cal points, rebounds, and assists. Looking at Clippers on the spread. Um, and then Sangoon over assists, but I don't know that I'm going to get there too. That's where I'm at. I love you guys. Best of luck to whatever you play. Let's make some money. Happy Friday. Go be great today. Um, and I should be able to get a, a pot in tomorrow. It's raining, so I don't even think I can hoop in the morning. I love you guys, um, and we'll talk soon. Peace.